Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. This is Brandon. You're listening to The Sport of Episode 189. I had a small recording snafu at the beginning, so we're going to be joining the show in progress. I promise you, you missed nothing good. Here we go. How was that for 25 wow, minutes on Joel Maturi? That was pretty that was good. That was, uh... <laughs> the best part is I didn't both hear you, you stop for breath. We no longer we no longer do a video thing where I can see what you guys are doing, but I could hear both of your interest level going down throughout that whole that whole speech about Joel Maturi. So I plan to do that for the rest of this podcast. It's going to be three and a half hours long, as I talk for twenty seven minutes no, no, on topics all over the place. I think that the uh, the member of our podcast that knows the second most or has the second strongest opinion about Maturi would be Clarence. So right. now I'm wondering if you can tell me what you think his point of view of your explanation of him is. Well, you know, Clarence said on or Twitter, and he couldn't be here, and he said on Twitter that he had a surprising take about this whole thing. So I kind of want to wait and see what he has to say. Ooh. So we're missing out on a secret surprise take from from Clarence. We're we're missing right saying? now, but it could be in the future. I think we should look forward to potentially a surprising strong take from Clarence about Joel Maturi in the future, which is that would require us to remember until next week, which will be trouble. But still, we yeah, can. That's we can Christmas dream. week. That's going to be really hard for us to remember. Oh yeah, that's true. It's also I think about that point too. The Gopher can... Athletic Department or the Gopher Athletic Department will be in like one of those anchorman four person fight things at this point, like with football and the AD and two other opponents, and that's what we'll be needing to focus our efforts on tomorrow if this uh, right if this drama continues or not tomorrow next week. Excuse me. Mark Coyle might find his office. So in we'll day, see. So incredible he's gonna find out where he can get keys to the building and we'll just go from there yeah yeah no kidding um all right do you want to move on yep yeah yeah um that's a very brendan dassey like yeah out of you Stu. yeah yeah um all right well the vikings play sunday yeah, against uh, against the Colts. Before we talk about that game, John, you missed last week. 
I did. It was just uh, me and Stu, the cool guys episode. Uh, Stu and I talked about bros and turds uh, the quarter, three quarter of the way through the season one. I'm wondering if you have a bro and turd you want to well, I, you want to divulge at this point. I, I agree with your turds in that Rick Spielman is definitely the turd. He's responsible for this terrible offensive line, and the offensive line has ruined the season in many ways. So Rick Spielman is definitely the turd. Um, I, I'm not sure that corduroy pantsuit is my bro. I just don't know if I can, if I can trust corduroy pantsuit again. Um, if if Laquan Treadwell had caught more than one pass, I'd pick him as my bro. Just because I want to say LeBron treadmill again, which is my favorite sportive name ever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so fun to say. Thanks I, again to Town Hall I, Brewery for sponsoring that. Yep. Yeah. I I don't I don't even know. Normally, I'd like to come out of left field and pick a specialist, but the Viking specialists have been ridiculously terrible. Jeff Locke should be fired out of a cannon. Kai Florbath is not that much better than Blair Walsh. I don't know, guys. Somebody on the defense. Who's the best defensive player in your guys' estimation? We weren't sure. It's been yeah. hard. They're all there's a lot of pretty good players. Yeah, but nobody really jumps out. Kendricks, maybe. I oh, I was gonna say Rhodes or Smith. Yeah, maybe, Rhodes, yeah. Smith, Joseph. I think one of those three would be mine. Yeah, you know, I'll go with Linval Joseph. Linval Joseph is my bro. Sure. Sure. Totally fair. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts on Sunday's game? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think the Vikings will lose, and we can all stop paying attention to this terrible, awful season. And we can focus our efforts all together 100% on our white-hot rage at Rick Spielman and how he's ruined everything for everyone. Uh, I think that he has, but I also am guessing that there the amount of injuries is going to be enough to be to not really have a ton of heat on him from the general populace, not from us. I know how much rage we all have in our hearts, and I would never doubt or downplay that. Um, but I just think in general that'd be my sense from the from the point so of view on like. So you're saying people won't hold him accountable. I don't think people will hold him accountable this year on account of 11 offensive linemen and the quarterback and the running back being injured and our coach losing an eye. <laughs> I'm not sure our coach losing it's an too eye many things going had on. anything to do with anything exactly. I'm not sure it affected the season particularly. I can almost guarantee you that uh, Clarence is blaming that on Spielman somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's why it's funny. He absolutely blames Spielman for Mike Zimmer's detached <laughs> retina. Farted on his pillow, gave him really bad pink eye, turned into a detached Just retina. Downhill here from we there. Are today. Now we've got a pirate. The now science, a, the science yeah, is pretty clear on that being a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so that would be my sense. I don't. I don't know. Is he on a hot seat? Do you think? Uh, Spielman? No. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's not, no. right? I'm going to say no, because that's, that's not really how the NFL works. You fire coaches. You, yeah. You get new players, but generally GMs stick around about three years longer than they should. 
Yeah, and no one really knows the like the rubes don't really have a ton of, much of a clue. I mean, I have somewhat of a sense around the league of GMs that are bad, but only because I read Bill Barnwell. That's yeah. the only reason I would ever know that like the Colts GM is terrible and the um I don't know. Bill Barnwell. There, there's another team that's had the same record as them that has an uh, incredible GM and I have no clue how to how to tell what's great like the Falcons, is he a good GM? I don't know. We think the Seahawks does. Yep, good call. Good call. Bill Bill Barnwell could absolutely be making up the names of every GM in the league, and I would not know the difference. He could switch them up every week, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that Seahawks Seahawks GM is awesome. That ham sinky. I love him. I don't know why, John. I don't. That guy you just made up. I just. <laughs> I'm on board already. I love him. Yeah, already. Just, just the name. Uh, yeah, it's just a, such a complicated. It probably isn't complicated, but it just seems like it's. There's so many fucking guys to pay attention to and salary cap that I don't think most fans even have any idea what the salary cap is, or you know. Actually, John, weren't we talking about this through yeah. email this week that you like? I thought tried to look into. I thought it was going to be great. How to be a GM? We were just gonna we were gonna give up on this season officially, and I was gonna go through the 2017 roster. And I did a little research, and I quickly came to understand that I don't understand a thing about the NFL salary cap. And even if I did understand the NFL salary cap, because the contracts aren't guaranteed, and anybody can be cut at any time. It's not like baseball where you can look forward and be like, wow, the Twins have such and such committed for 2019. They can't get out of those. With the NFL, you just cut them. Oh, they had a slightly below average year? Cut them. There's no, there's no problem with that. Just cut them. That's fine. So it's a little hard to look forward and be like, well, the Vikings, the Vikings will need this, this, and this, but they already have this, this, and this under contract because they can make any sort of decision at any time. So what I'm saying is I don't understand. You said most fans don't understand the NFL salary cap. I'm one of them. I don't understand the NFL salary cap. Yeah, it's also a thing that I've been, I read about a while ago, probably from Barnwell. Again, I don't read a whole lot of other guys, but essentially the salary cap is smaller now compared to what it used to be. And so the general consensus is that each team is going to have like 10 players that are good and then a bunch of shit that hopefully works out. Like you just have to choose your 10. You have your quarterback and then you've got probably an awesome wide receiver, defensive lineman, linebacker, safety, like that's six right there. And then you've got a few other really good players and then just hope some, you know, like a Charles Johnson two years ago just like comes out of nowhere and is amazing for like Charles Johnson that year made like $12,000, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think the one thing that we and can so that's definitely just like take confusing away, because the one thing we know for sure is that the NFL players union is a ridiculous joke and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. The most lucrative yes. league in the history of the world, the, the richest league on the planet, more money pouring in to the pockets of NFL owners than ever before and that more money is pouring into the NFL than any other league and the players share of that money is dropping precipitously <laughs> that's yeah i was reading an article that said um one of the old the old NFL players association guy i forget what his name was 
But he said, yeah, we, uh, you know, we haven't done really well in these negotiations, but the problem is we don't have a ton of leverage because we can't threaten a, um, uh, a strike. We can't strike because the average NFL player um, career is like two and a half years. Right. So, again, in baseball and in basketball, you just, you're prepared to sit out for, for half a season or a full season or whatever it is if you need to. And he's like, "There's, we would never be able to do that from the NFL. You know, there's five billion play, players in the league, uh, and they, it just doesn't make sense for them. So, that's a tough situation because I think, for one thing, they are they do have the worst, um, the worst agreement in sports, but they also have less leverage, and I think that's totally fair. And I don't really know how to, how to change that ever. I don't, I don't see that changing. All I can think of to so, do I don't is know, by man. mocking." NFL owners at every opportunity. That's my small, meaningless, yeah. worthless yeah. contribution. That's how I'm going to be pl- politically engaged, too, for four years. I'm just going to mock yep. the president. Will that work? I don't know. If, will this help? Will this <laughs> yeah. give us... Not actually rights? doing anything. It usually know. has worked out pretty well in terms of politics. Yeah, I'm going to... Don't get involved. Just I'm going to for sure retweet some harsh memes. And then watch John... I'm going to try with so, drawing and disgust. That always helps. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't know. Um, but it's a bummer because Spielman, it, it's harder for, again, obviously for the average fan to know who's doing a good job and who's doing a bad job. And that's a bummer because I do think there's people who are bigger fans of the NBA and uh, Major League Baseball because of the roster construction get to play pretend general manager aspect of those things it's a lot of fun to be like oh if i was the gm of the twins here's the 12 things i'd do and it's a fun conversation with anybody right uh if anybody tried to have that conversation with me about an nfl gm like i am looking for the nearest window to jump out of like there's no fucking way i want to have that conversation with any human being well, um, what I'd and that's like a bummer. Is, it shouldn't be that weird and complicated. What I'd like is to be lectured to. Like when Matt Vensel and Mike Rand <laughs> and Andrew Kramer talk about it on their podcast, fascinating. I'm fascinated by that. But if I was talking to anyone else, or even if one of those three wanted to talk to me, I'd be like, listen, I'll listen to you talk all day, but I have nothing to say about this. Yeah, which is weird. You love talking. Yeah. Well, as long as it's about Joel Maturi and meaningless stuff like that, then I'm on board with talking. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a bummer, man. I don't know how GMs end up getting pushed out besides just the team is bad for enough years that it finally, they have to go. I, I don't know. It's, that's never a high profile thing. As far as I can remember, I don't even know who the previous GM of the Vikings was. Does anybody know? Wasn't it? Was it wasn't Foley? it the triangle it of authority? Lynn, like twenty years ago, it was Fran Foley, wasn't it? And then I when he got fired, they brought Spielman in. Well, I I thought Spielman was part of the triangle of authority, but he wasn't actually the general manager. Correct. Is that he wrong? He was brought in. No, uh, Fran Foley was the GM, and then they brought in Spielman to like co-run it with Chile, and. Whoever oh. the third guy was. All right, I got it. I pulled it up. Okay. Uh, in 1961, <laughs> 1963, 
Burt Rose. Ah, Burt Rose. 1964 to 1974 was Jim Finks. Brad, uh, Brad Fran Turner. Mm-hmm. Yep, 1975 until 1990 was Mike Lynn. Uh, so he was there for 15 years, traded for Herschel Walker, and was almost immediately dispatched, I believe. <laughs> Still getting paid for the Which suites is the, one at of the most... Bank Stadium, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he what? He was an owner or something? He decided no, to when the construction was built, company that made them? He managed to negotiate himself a percentage of the suites for every event at the Metrodome in forever. It wasn't just like, as long as I'm the GM, I get paid for this. <laughs> Forever. And I I don't know for a fact that that passed over to U.S. Bank Stadium. I I feel like we should explore that once we get rid of all of the people on the Sports Facilities Commission. Because that would be interesting to know if Mike Lynn is still getting paid for getting paid for It that. wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise it me wouldn't at surprise all me if that was the case. It's like Mike Lynn is still making money and somehow Ole Hogsrude is still alive and making money off the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had the time and energy, we could actually do some pretty good investigative reporting. We have the <laughs> ideas. It's just the execution yeah. that we're like, nah. It's just the time and reporting. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, the actual stuff that's difficult. Yeah. We're ideas. We're ideas, man. Right. We're editors. All right. Moving on. 1991, Jeff Diamond took over. Remember that? Vaguely. Until uh, 98. And then Tim Connolly was the GM for one year in 1999. Don't remember that at all. Uh, and then Denny Green. I don't know if you remember. Denny Green was actually the general manager for two years in 2000 and 2001. Very odd. I don't remember this at all. Uh, Rob Brzezinski for three years. Fran Foley took over for a year. And then Spielman took, came on in 2006. But I think you guys are right. It doesn't really give much of the context here. But I, I believe Spielman was like a, yeah, like shared responsibility until like 2009 or something. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it right. like three, four years? Like now he's been in charge for. I thought Spielman huh. wasn't actually like the full stop 100% general manager until 2012 or something like that. Yeah, probably. I think I'm done researching now. That's. Yeah, That's this it. was already. I went to Pro Football Reference. That was it's already telling too me much information. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, all right, so John, you think that the Vikings are going to lose, right? To the Colts, right. uh, Stuart. What do you think? Uh, let's see. I was very accurate last week, so let's see if I can keep <laughs> that run up. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I'm going to predict a Vikings win. What's the score? All right. Hello, is this, is this working? Is this working? Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, you're here. Let's see. It sounds like luck is banged up. Indianapolis is pretty lousy. If he's banged up, they're not that great even if he's healthy. Uh, let's say 24 to 20. Minnesota. All right. I'm going to go 20 to 13 Minnesota, another field goal fest. Hmm. That makes sense. I, 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 I do think it'll be, there will be a defensive touchdown again. Sure. You say that every week and you're right. Almost every week. I was so close last week. I was so close. Ah, 
Last week's uh, what was the final score? Twenty five sixteen or 25-16, something. Twenty five sixteen. Yeah. Um, so I close. say this every week, but uh, one of the most god awful boring games I've seen since I guess the week before. But I don't God. know what it is about this team that they're just so fucking boring. It's just uh, well, the, the I, offense. It's their offense is so bad. It's it hurts. Yeah, to watch and the them defense is. I feel like Zimmer's defense is so good, but it's like one of those containment type D's where there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of. It just you know, slow, it's just a it, lot of it, like third and threes. It just you know? slowly suffocates you to death when it's working right. Yep. And when yep, it's not, not working right, sacks, when it's not working right, it's given up twenty play eighty-five yard drives that we can't talk about in front of Clarence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they give up ten, and that's a good week, and then they give mm-hmm. up like twenty-four, and that's a terrible week, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how it works. So, ugh. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to some happier times. Wait a minute. Some sadder times. I'm sorry. Sad times that are sad. also happy. Sad times that are also happy. The sad thing is that um, uh, one Bob Schnelker passed away this week. Uh, he was the former offensive coordinator for the Vikings for many years. Uh, that can, is can the you, sad Can you read thing. a list sorry, of the offensive Nate. coordinators from 1961 <laughs> to the present day? <laughs> We are really cooking. Yeah, we are really get, firing <laughs> off with our best stuff today. Um, that is, I didn't mean to be flippant. That is a very sad thing. The The happy side to that is that it, it uh, allowed us the opportunity to remember a rant by uh, Jerry Burns from many years ago. I actually have never heard it or seen it or anything. Um, but in the spirit of um, a new bit that we have, which is... Uh, uh, sport rant reenactments i'm going to read a transcript that john has emailed me of uh of jerry burns in this uh in this rant and i have not read it until just now let me set this so, let me set the stage ready? for i'll set the stage for anyone who doesn't know about this this came in 1989 the vikings had just beaten the rams at home 23 to 21 in a game where the vikings had kicked seven field goals rich carlos had kicked seven field goals including one right at the end of the game to tie it and then the Vikings won it in overtime when they blocked a punt and it rolled out of the end zone. Yep, Mike Merriweather, the, everybody. One of the strangest games in Vikings history, followed by Jerry Burns coming to the podium for his press conference and unleashing this. <clears throat> it was a hell of a game. I mean, shit, for 23 bucks, if you can get more excitement than that, hell, you're in the wrong operation. Hell of a, hell of a game. Let me say something. As long as I'm in this fucking job, Schnelker will be the <laughs> offensive coach. I mean, no question fucking about that. No fucking question about that. I don't like to name names after a fucking after a fucking game, but we can't be responsible for the blocking. We can't be responsible for the fucking guys jumping off sides, and we can't be responsible for fuck. We get down there, and it was a dumb play by Anderson. I love Anderson, but it was a dumb fucking play when his shoe was coming off. Up to the line of scrimmage, we were hollering in to take time out. We had a fucking trap play called, and his fucking shoe comes off. That ain't Bob Schnelker's fault. We have another fucking <laughs> trap play called, and if any picks up his fucking feet, he walks in. We got the fucking pass to AC out there in the flat, and the ball's thrown low. That isn't Schnelker's fault. We got right down there. We got second, and I don't know what the hell, two yards ago. I don't know what that, 14, 15, whatever the hell it was, and Irwin jumps offside. Those are the things that have been hurting us all along. The little things. We're working at them to stop them. 
We moved the ball good today, and we went down there, and we didn't get the ball in the end zone. Rich Carlos had a sensational fucking job. Kick seven goddamn field goals. You can win a game many, many ways. Shit, DJ, I was happy when they kicked him the goddamn ball. Last year, we got down the Giants. Christ, he runs 65 yards. This time, he fumbles the ball. What the hell can you do? Fuck, you can't. All you can do is prepare as thoroughly as you can. The guys played their asses off. Schnucker feels like shit afterwards. What? Yeah, he feels like shit afterwards. Everybody's booing the shit out of him. He works his fucking ass off. No smarter coordinator in football. Fuck. They put his picture up there and the fuckers boo him. Fuckers. <laughs> and then he walks out the podium. <laughs> and then he just left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and scene. He just walked off and, and that was it for him. Amazingly, that's probably what Bob uh, Schnelker was best remembered for. <laughs> that moment of Jerry Burns just having a total meltdown in the postgame press conference because he felt bad that everyone in Minnesota hated Bob Schnelker for calling uh, draw play on every- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Every third and 15 for the entire time he was the offensive coordinator. You know, what I like about that rant was it was colorful and super fun to say, but he also made some pretty good points in there. Like, it's actually true. You know, the guy's fucking shoe fell off. He should have called timeout. What was he doing? I didn't see the game, so I don't know if any of that actually happened. I just want to break in for a minute and note that in the Thursday night football game between Seattle and L.A., Seattle just ran a fake punt. The punter ran about 50 yards and then appears to have pulled his hamstring slash fumbled the football at the same time. This is the kind of stuff that never oh. happens during Vikings games. And he actually, I'm a little worried because he's actually face down on the turf, and I can't tell whether he has a pulled the hamstring or possibly a concussion. Yikes. Well, anyway, huh? that... That's more the last six seconds of football that the Seahawks just put together is the m- far more exciting than any Vikings game all season. Yes, that's true. Actually, the most exciting, I think my reading off the history of the general managers, <laughs> equally yep. exciting as a game. I mean, you were really paying attention to what I said next. Come on. You got to admit it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough pigskin for me. John, I have a question for you about the Minnesota Wild. Go. Um, well, it's an obvious question. I know that. Uh, so just as a reminder to our listeners, we have a uh, Twitter account for the podcast. Yep. At Sportive Podcast. We all four of us 
at Sporta Podcast. And when that account tweets, that is a direct result of the four of us getting on a conference call and conferring on how to exactly write that tweet. So that does come from all four of us yep. simultaneously. Yep. It can be confusing because then once in a while, one or two of the other people that have our personal accounts then responds to the sportive account, which they, again, are supporting. So it gets a little weird sometimes, but um, I know this week... That's our, part of the conference call. We that, decide that what we want to do is create who's debate. Because we're all about yeah. debate on the Twitter. We, engagement is important. Yep. We need people to stay engaged. Right. So we'll drum up a little bit of controversy here and there. And I think what we did this week, and it was on purpose, and it was super savvy of us, obviously, like all everything that we do. Um, we drummed up a little, uh, a little back and forth. Um, we thought as a podcast that the... The run that the Wild have been on in the past couple of weeks, what's five five wins in a row, I believe? Six in a row, counting tonight. Uh, six in a row. Uh, most of them, and actually the entire season of, uh, of uh, Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins, our goalie, mm-hmm. basically standing on his head. Which is a very weird term to compliment a goalie because it seems like the dumbest thing you could possibly do <laughs> as a goalie. You the would let in a ton of goals style. if you stood on your head. Seriously, it would make it would no sense at be all. He's so ineffective. <laughs> it's terrible. Standing on his head should be a guy who's been horseshit. Yep. Yeah. Like, what is he doing Darcy out there? Kemper standing on his, head. on his head the whole time. All right. Can we just try to make that? Can we? Do you think that we have enough power on this podcast to completely change the meaning of that term throughout think, the world? I think we got the we got the juice to pull that off. It starts here. Yeah, yeah, we got the juice. We got the juice. You're right. You're right. Let's do, so let's do that. So, um, so rather than standing on his head, uh, Daryl Dawkins has been well positioned. Right, standing on his skates. Um, so we thought from a from a podcast perspective that that's not sustainable, and then a couple of us said yes, it was, and that landed us here today. So, um, John, you answer, you answer me. What do you think? I think if if you look if you go on hockeyreference.com and you look at the advanced stats what you pretty quickly mm-hmm. discover about the wild season is that Devin Dubnik is Devin Dubnik is awesome there's there's no question about that and the rest of the team has been pretty average if you if you look at the fancy stats the wild are about over the course of the whole season, they're getting off about as many shots as they're giving up, which is a recipe for averageness, except that Dubnik's been so good, and the Wild's shooting percentage has been fairly high relative to the league, that they're winning a lot of games. And so this is not quite what happened to, let's say, the Colorado Avalanche a couple years ago, because the Avalanche were terrible on the numbers rather than just in the middle but got great goaltending and so were then they did well until the playoffs and then they fell down and everybody who liked the fancy stats felt good about themselves because they all predicted it um the wild are just sort of an average team that's getting amazing goaltending right now and so it's really not necessarily a sustainable thing and you would expect over over the course of a season that that would regress to the mean a little bit their their shooting percentage would go down and Dubnik wouldn't necessarily be 10% better than every other NHL goaltender 
and eventually they had come back to earth a little bit. Like, take tonight's game as an example. They they got outshot almost two to one, and they won five to two, counting two empty net goals. So you look at the you look at the final score and you think, wow, five to two, they dominated. Well, with a minute to go, they were up three to two, and then Nashville pulled their goaltender like crazy people twice, and the Wild got empty netters both times and won by three goals. So they're they're just sort of an average team that's getting amazing goaltending, and I don't think that's necessarily sustainable over a whole year. But the the SRS counts. Well, I guess it doesn't. Are you saying that that well, is purely just about goals for goal against uh, against competition, and it I doesn't think, show Dubnik standing on his skates? Yeah, I'm I trying think so. to standing on his skates. I think I don't that's know great. about I don't know about SRS. I, I looked at SRS, and obviously they're one of the best teams in the league. And I think SRS just takes into account goals scored and goals allowed. Which, if I'm not mistaken, goals goals scored, goals allowed against competition. Right. If I'm not mistaken, so it's it's their sort goals, it's not, it's. Go ahead. Sorry. It's just uh, it's fairly rudimentary, but right. it's it's better than just looking at points or whatever. But because at least it's somewhat talking about a, you know, a three win, uh, you know, beating the Blackhawks is better than beating the Coyotes. Yeah, that's true. And they're in that. Yeah, if you look at wins and losses and goals scored, they've actually they've been doing very well. I mean, obviously, wins and losses are correlated with goals scored, so that's not surprising. I think I'm right in saying that they haven't scored a lot of goals, but they've given up far fewer, which you would expect, what with getting the best goaltending in the league. So I Yes, what you're I'm, totally right. What yes. I'm saying is that the wins and losses and are are great, but they don't point to any real strength in the wild besides the goaltending. Okay, follow up question for and John. Yes, yeah, um, if the winning streak get if the winning streak gets to ten, will you call for the team to be contracted? Stu, <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing right now is you're trying to make you're trying to make friends with Clarence by bothering me, and I won't stand for it. Uh, John, what doing, I support what you're you doing trying here to... You're, you're, you're pre-giving your lunch to the school bully just so that he doesn't pick on you. And I, you got to stand yes. up for something, like the Gopher football team, standing up for people accused of sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just take a stand randomly. Yep. Just decide, I guess we're taking a stand here. I, we could take a stand on so many things, and this is the one. I appreciate you throwing cold water on all of our raging boners because I think that's a good thing um, to not get people too excited. And another thing that is, it's not like uh, Chocolate Thunder is a 23-year-old wonderkind, right? He's uh, Isn't he like a, isn't he like 30? I mean, it's uh, not like he just got to be an unbelievable goalie. Is that right? Yeah, Chocolate Thunder is, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's 42 years old. Okay, okay, so so he may have found a fountain of youth like uh, like Rich Hill or whatever his name is, maybe, right. but Professional he's probably just going to... Um, professional baseball player. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
plays in the on the Doyers and the Dodgers. You gotta yes. you gotta admit that Rich Hill sounds like the name of a professional golfer. I mean, I'm sure it is, right? Rich Hill, he has to be. It yeah. just it was out exactly. of left field. I I got excited at the the idea that maybe you were comparing a hockey goaltender to a golfer, which I think is a sport that you could not possibly care any less about. And so I just enjoy that. It's like Parker Hageman tweeting about cricket all week. I'm just I'm just happy, even though even though it's out of left field. Do you would you be happy if I started caring about golf because you care about golf, or just because on principle a, a not popular sport you really love people? Just no one cares about that. I love that you do. Is I would that say, sort of thing, or do you actually care about golf? I would say maybe ten percent column A, ninety percent column B. So you do like what? Do you watch golf? Are you a golf? I, I watch golf, golf fan. on Sunday afternoon. He's a golf fan. Time. I like I like watching golf. Golf head. I like playing golf. It's very relaxing. Are you a? Are you desperate to see Tiger come back? Uh, I think golf's more interesting when Tiger's involved. But shit, that's, yeah, that's that's not really a very hot take. It. I think it'll be interesting to see a guy trying to come back from completely losing his game and everything that was important to him. Apparently, if you go by the Wright Thompson article, because he really wanted to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> He's yeah. Wright Thompson has made a cottage industry out of taking amazing athletes and making them seem like the saddest people alive. He did it to Michael Jordan, and now he's done it to Tiger Woods, just making him seem like the most lonely, depressed, crazy, stunted person you've ever seen in your whole life. He's probably right too. Yeah, I hope that's, that that's some- a good angle. I hope that everybody someday, believes it. I hope that someday I could be famous enough that Wright Thompson writes the same thing about me. You know, he's just sitting in his basement watching a meaningless hockey game in the middle of February, but he's insisting that he sees the end because he watched the second period. That's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. Et cetera and so on. It wouldn't be uh, hard, right? You yeah. you can find my you can find my email address, no problem. I'll happily give you whatever access you need. I'll be quoted. Ruin my life, right, Thompson? I know he's a listener. Yep, he's definitely a listener. Long time. Um, I am, I am desperate for Tiger to come back. It's the only thing I I like caring about golf, uh, but I can't fake it with these other guys. I don't give a shit about any. Of, these other guys are all the same to me. So it's true. Tiger bust, as far as I'm concerned. Until the only thing, the only threshold that would be interesting next is if a woman gets on the tour, and then I, that will be the next thing, and probably the only thing that'll make me interested. Tiger just knocked down so many firsts that now it's like, eh, nah, not for me. I mean, super young, uh, minority, uh, and crazy excitable, exciting type guy, and then the best. So, like, those four have been done now. And even if those four came around with the same person again, it's like, I, I already saw it. I already saw it with Tiger. So, the only other threshold, I think, is woman. Tiger or woman. Those are the only two things that I care about. In life, in general. Yep. Um, 
I don't I don't know. Do you wanna do you wanna keep talking? You wanna talk wolves or should we Do you have anything to say about the wolves? Other than that they're Yeah, I do have a thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Um I uh I am on temporarily I know this is gonna be used against me, but I am temporarily on team I don't like Andrew Wiggins. Just Wow. I don't like him. I don't like watching him. Uh, he's just one of these, like, hits 25 home runs with no on base and no defense type players right now. And uh, I'm sure he's going to be good at some point. But I have this uh, this very simple way to look at a box score to see if Andrew Wiggins has done anything worth a shit in a game. Is you look at all the other stuff besides points. So... Rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. If you add those four up and it's less than 10, then he had a bad game. And he has a lot of those games where he's got like a rebound, two assists, no blocks, no steals. And he, you know, 24 points or whatever. So that's that's a good thing. But he just doesn't do the other stuff very much. I think it's not good at all that Ricky Rubio has, more, has a higher uh, rebound percentage than Wiggins. Right? That's... Rubio's a pretty good rebounder for a point guard, but he's still a point guard. He's smaller, and he's playing way far away from the basket compared to what you'd think somebody like Wiggins. So I just I think the thing that's been hard watching them this year is you're like, why are they so bad? I, it's not like it's these two players are for sure just absolutely horrible. It's like they're all just a little bit too flawed right now. Um. And I think Wiggins is another example of, of one of those guys where it's like he has a couple of things that are pretty good, but overall, like the team has not is not a whole lot better with him on the floor versus the bench. And uh that's not good. So I hope it changes, but as of now I think he's like more of a problem than people than I think most casual fans believe about him. Is and that's a bummer. Is he the biggest problem for the Timberwolves? And I think that's... What? Is he the biggest problem for the Timberwolves? Uh, I think it's the lack of any I mean, defensive effort, any consistent defensive effort, which can be blamed on everybody, is the problem for the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah it's hard. Um, but even then, it's like... Who specifically is not making much of an effort on defense? I think a lot of them are working fairly hard. They just, like Towns, seems like he works hard, but he's out of position all the time. Jeng for sure takes plays off. I think if you have to point out a player, I think he's probably the biggest issue with the Wolves this year because of how many minutes he plays. Like a bunch of other guys are way are worse than Wiggins, of course. Uh, Bielitsa and Muhammad and uh, Dunn. You know, a bunch of guys, but they don't play 34 minutes a night like Wiggins does. And hopefully, I'm sure Wiggins is going to be good fairly soon. But as of now, I don't think he's. I don't think he's great. I don't know. I think like Levine is better than him right now. It's very weird. And I still love Ricky Rubio. I just wanted to tell you that. Yep. I think the and official I, podcast I position is love that so we love Ricky Rubio. Yep, and we only say that when Clarence isn't here. 
So the Timberwolves. Are I know bad he doesn't on, really give a shit. The Timberwolves are bad on defense. After hiring a coach supposedly known for his defensive coaching, so when do we hold Tibbs accountable? Um, you know, do I have to do the Jerry Burns rant again? He's not on the floor, man. <laughs> uh, That's not Bob. He's Schnelker's Bob Schnelker at this point. He's working his fucking ass off. <laughs> He's working his ass off. Guy's shoe comes off. He doesn't call timeout. If Rick Fenny would pick his feet up, he would have fucking scored. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, I don't know. Are you holding it? You can do whatever you want, I guess. I still think it's just it must be complicated enough at this point where they just are are going to get it hopefully soon. Um, but I'm definitely not going to give less than half of his first season of a five-year contract before I start saying <laughs> he's over the hill or whatever. Uh, they're hard to watch for sure, um, but I don't know exactly what of that. Again, like I watched that Bulls game, and I saw Jang like not break a sweat against Robin Lopez, and it was the weirdest thing to witness. Of like, am I on crazy pills right now? He's just like letting him shoot without jumping or really putting his arms up in the air. I I guess that's somewhat on Tibbs for not motivating him or not pulling him immediately. I don't know. It is just it's just a weird thing to watch sometimes to to see guys like oh, I'm gonna try. No, I'm not gonna try that hard. I'll I'll let him score. Uh, it's just fucking. It's just weird to watch. It's surreal at times. Are you going to hold him accountable soon? What are your thoughts? I I, I just uh, do whatever you tell me to, Brandon. All right, let's I be just, patient for a couple more weeks. Yeah, that's sounds like it's just too. It's too soon, man. It's just way too soon. Yeah. Yep. And it was a really hard stretch of games. Um, I'm not. I mean, I, I am making excuses, I suppose, but uh, whatever, whatever. You can think what you want. I'm not going to blame people for being mad or disappointed or whatever, but they're still fairly entertaining at times, so could be worse. Uh, all right, that's all I got this week. That's all I've got. Any, any last parting words or shots? Oh, let's say uh, happy birthday to our uh, to our blog friend. Randball, the blog. Yeah, yeah. Michael turned ten last week. Ten years week. for Randball. It's it's incredible. That's a very that's a very big number. We all I we've told the story many times, but that's how we are have met and are now very good friends and have been friends now for I suppose less than ten years, but not too far from that. I would guess maybe eight or nine years. Um and all because of that quirky little website. So and that includes Clarence, it's how we met him too. So um very cool. Internet friends, man. Sometimes it works. Sometimes they don't Sometimes. kill you when you meet. No. Sometimes when you want to meet men online, well, at least not immediately. there's a way to go about doing it. <laughs> we are the example of if you want to meet men online, yep. some good mm-hmm. things. We know how to do it. Yep. <laughs> we are so good at meeting men online. If you guys ever want any advice, come to us. My, my wife never stops delighting in explaining to her friends about my internet friends and how I've met all these people online. And apparently that's weird to all of them. So I guess what I'm saying is you guys have made it's, me an it's outcast probably gonna, my own family. 
Well, I think it's probably a lot of your weird rants well, uh, yeah. that have made you an outcast. But sure, yeah, it's, it's on us. The yeah, fact that I sure stand up during dinner to uh, talk to them all about how Glenn Mason is the worst person that ever existed in America. <laughs> that, that, that probably yeah. is the, weird, no, it's not that. the weirdest part. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a little bit weirder. Um, no, I know. My, uh, my wife does the same thing. And, uh, someday there probably won't be a stigma, but it seems like it's going to be a pretty long time from now where that's not slightly embarrassing. Every other scenario that involves you, like, making eye contact right away, there's no judgments whatsoever. Work, uh, church, the gym, on a walk, neighbors. <laughs> All totally fine. No stigma yep. whatsoever. Or like, uh, I don't know, I, my parents moved into a neighborhood next to this kid. So that's that's how we're friends. Like all those are totally fine. But finding common interests in the comment section on a Star Tribune blog is the weird thing. Some of that stream. I'll own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, let's I, call it. Let's call I, it a night. I do want to say uh, one more thing. Oh, oh. I want to say I, I want to do some birthday shout outs to to Stu and Brandon. It's both of their birthdays next week. Happy birthday, guys! Oh, thank well, you. Well, thank you. And as well as frequent guest Patrick Donnelly, frequent guest Patrick Patrick Donnelly has a birthday in a couple days as well. So happy birthday to him! Wow, Patrick! Happy birthday, buddy! He's yep. uh, one of our most frequent. He's yep. got to be a what? Is he a four timers? No, we we stopped keeping track many time many many moons ago. But he's he's yeah he's he, a many timer. Yep, he's a many timer. One of the Sagittarius dads on our podcast. So one of the many. One Shout the out many. to Amanda White for coining the Sag Dad hashtag. So <laughs> <laughs> yep. all right. That's yeah, all I got. Very true. Now that we've done the birthdays, we can we can be done. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.